Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. What if you could rewrite your adolescence? In this high school reunion movie turned inside out, filmmaker Cecilia Alderondo, as well as Sarah Hagee, embark on a fantastical quest to reconcile Cecilia's tortured teen years. She goes back in more ways than one, tracking down old foes and friends while reenacting visceral memories of youthful humiliation and desire. Oscillating between past and present, hallucination and reality, You Were My First Boyfriend is a hybrid documentary that explores the power of adolescent fantasy, the subtle violence of cultural assimilation, and the funhouse mirror of time's passage. We're joined today by the co-directors of this wonderful film, You Were My First Boyfriend, Cecilia Alderondo, as well as Sarah Hagee. To both of you, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much. There's so much about the approach you took to telling this story that drew me in. First of all, we all have that sense that if we could go back in time, we would. There'd be things we'd change. There'd be things we would undo. And that's certainly a theme here. But the way that you approach the storytelling is to bring other people in from your life, as well as to be honest with yourself. And I think the film is just a real sense, a core sense of itself in that regard of, of being something that resonates with, with the audience. Tell me what inspired this. I think about the arc of the film, um, which, you know, we don't want to give everything away, but this is very much a journey film. Uh, you know, when you start a journey, you don't know where you're going to end up. What I can say is that when I started it, where I started it, I I started it from a place of frankly, visceral resentment. I uh, was about 20 years out from high school. And when I first started thinking about this idea for this film, um, my high school reunion was coming up. I had found this diary that in excruciating detail documented a seven-year obsessive crush, very unrequited on this very popular boy. And when I started to revisit this time in my life, I was really struck by how how intense the feelings were. You know, I, I like to say that I'm I'm part of what I call the over my dead body club, the, the people who would absolutely under no circumstances go to their high school reunion. And so that feeling I became very interested in. And I started thinking, well, what if I did? What if I did actually go back there? And what if I did go back there in more ways than one? Because the film, as you sort of mentioned, it has a hybrid approach. There are there are sort of two movies in one. There's a documentary, a real world documentary in which I literally go back there. I go to my high school reunion, which I filmed. I sit down with the boy, the, the boy in question, now a man. But also I reenact these, what I call the primal scenes of adolescent horror. And that's in part because I was very interested in, in this idea of memory. And, and what it is, is, is how much of what I experienced actually true did I um, did I remember it a, a certain way because I saw a movie about teen experience once, you know, and 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 how much of this is a is a is an, a nightmare in adulthood? This became turned these initial feelings into into a curiosity that I just couldn't let go of, and I said, you know, well, why don't I just do it? Yeah. 
Sarah, where did you come into the project? Where did Cecilia bring you in or were you in at the part of the gestation of this or? I was not. There was there was a whole five years worth of <laughs> grueling, agonizing, just begging people to like believe in this project until HBO came on board. Luckily, there's some people there who really got it and were really, really supportive. And so at that point, then she actually had the budget. And but she knew she didn't want to do this. She didn't want to embark on this journey alone. Um, I mean, personal storytelling is grueling, but it's really hard to see outside of ourselves sometimes. It's like, you know, these experiences are all very, very potent to us, but how do you know what resonates with other people? And so um, a mutual friend introduced us. And I think, uh, I don't think this was the reason, but I mean, I do think this is the reason that we clicked, that I absolutely feel like a perpetual teen, like, you know, in my style, in my movie choices, just arrested development is a big part of my life. And I think I immediately understood what Cecilia was trying to do. And I really also immediately understood that it was not just campy, you know, it was comedic and all of these things, all of these layers, but I also knew that it was really serious and really important. And I think she recognized in me somebody who was going to take it really seriously. So I think we both agreed. We're going to take our adolescence really, really seriously and this film really seriously. We're going to have a really, really good time. And I have a background in performance and comedy. And but I also struggle with depression. And I think that a lot of the way that I deal with the absurdity of the world and pain is through comedy. Um, so that was something I brought. And also... I know a lot about the teen genre, um, the teen movie genre. So I brought that into the picture as well. And, well, you, and see, see elements of that sort of references, if you will, stylistic references to movies that we've all seen. By the way, I'm a big fan of Arrested Development. This, yes. this room that I'm sitting <laughs> in is a monument to Arrested Development. Uh, so uh, absolutely. By the way, uh, Sarah, I believe you're the one. This is one of the funniest lines I've heard in a long time in the film. Which is when you're when Cecil, you're talking about poetry, who you who the poet, who, and you said something like, "Who am I writing this to?" Sarah, is you're the one who said, "I don't want to give this line away because it's so funny." But can I can <laughs> I contextualize it a little yeah, bit? Frame it. So what you're talking about? So the movie has this hybrid approach, right? So mm -hmm. we filmed these reenactments, but then we also filmed behind the scenes. Um, and documenting the movie making process and this this moment that you're referring to is fairly early in the film it's the I think the first time we break the fourth wall yeah. and we show you the process behind the scenes and Sarah does this incredible improv which I actually just put her on the spot for this is Sarah's comedy chops really you know making making their mark on the movie where I just said can you play Joel the guy that I had the crush on um, because I needed a somebody to play off of on camera so that I could get into the moment and so Sarah got to improvise as my high school crush and I have to say it was pretty spectacular well and she also was like it's cute if you make me laugh so that was my prompt and so <laughs> then I just tried to make her laugh there's so much about this film you were my first boyfriend that are relatable including going to a high school reunion for a lot of us who go, it's an opportunity to kind of see how you're doing in relation to other people. And in this film, you are able to get a lot of the people that 
were important to you in your time in high school to sit down and talk with you and others as well. And one other thing, you were also able to introduce to us someone who meant a lot to you, um, Joanne, and in, and how you approached that. Was there, what kind of hesitancy, what, was it, what were the considerations that you were bringing to that part of the film that were important to you and how you wanted to tell that story? You know, again, I, I, I started this movie in a certain emotional place and yeah. I didn't know where the journey would take me. Um, I didn't know, for example, when I sat down with my high school crush, what he would say and if he would uh, remember me or not. Um, so there was a lot of there were a lot of unknowns. Um, and, you know, part of what you're referring to, I think that the journey of the film mirrors in a lot of ways, my own personal journey, my own emotional state um, and evolution making the film. The film starts in resentment and moves gradually towards the kind of adult maturity and acceptance. Um, you know, people talk about, you know, feeling like a teenager all over again. Um, I think there are a lot of us who walk around with that teenager, not even buried deep down, kind of very much on the surface. Um, and I think I was one of these people that really hadn't resolved a lot. And so there was something that happened while making the film that I um, I went from focusing on the people that had harmed me, the people who didn't remember me, the popular people, the people who bullied me, who didn't really know that I existed then or now or care then or now. <laughs> um, and um, and I had to uh, start thinking about what uh, what I was blocking out and what good memories I actually had from this time. And, um, you know, I have to thank actually my high school crush Joel in a way, because when I sat down with him, one of the things he said to me was like, why do you care what I think? You know, we barely knew each other. And he actually had a point and, and, and what it forced me to think about was why am I still fixating on all these people that, that frankly never, never cared about me. And so it forced me to go back and remember and think about this childhood best friend that I had who um, had always been there and who had always had my back and who in many ways, when I um, started, you know, trying to fit in even more in high school, I really abandoned um, in a in a quest for popularity. You know, I, I couldn't anticipate what was going to happen um, and, and what role she would actually play in the film. But she was very much top of mind as somebody that I felt that I needed to speak to and and frankly make peace with in adulthood. So, you know, the film is very much about, you know, going and, and, and seeing, OK, if you're not actually uh, loving yourself properly as a teenager, if you begin to to do that, what opportunities actually arise from that? And so the film starts in this kind of absurd and, you know, kind of resentful place, and it moves to something, I think, a lot more healing. To that point, as I was saying earlier, high school is the first real opportunity, the first exposure to what will be an adult life all of the things, love, education, future, all of those things are in play in high school. And so what we see with you and your friends and as you're talking about the people that may have gotten left behind in your life for whatever reason, uh, expands this film into something that, as I said earlier, is so 
relatable. Sarah, in your putting this film together as the co-director of the film, what were the elements, what were the parts of this story that you felt were so important to be able to be able to introduce this kind of universality as well as the specific, the, the intimate nature of the, of the subject as well? Yeah, well, we, um, you know, it is a documentary. So when you say it's like, you know, we have these writing credits. And so it's like, what does that mean? But we did, we wrote all of the reenactments, right? We wrote all of these fictional scenes that are based on Cecilia's memories. And I think we knew from the very first time that we ever met and we're in conversation and she was just telling me about all of the memories and we were trying to figure out like, okay, well, what are the core ones? Like, what are the ones that maybe we need to focus on and turn into these scenes? And we knew, I think we knew all along, but even before we shot a single frame, we were always saying, you know, Caroline is the, she's the heart of the film. She is the core of this film. And, but the challenge was in casting someone to play Caroline. Yeah. Yeah. We knew that <laughs> we couldn't get it wrong. And there was a point at which we thought we maybe wouldn't find someone and that that would end up being part of the film that, that, you, that we couldn't. And so, um, if, I think if we hadn't found Trinity Suze, who plays Caroline, we we might not have cast a Caroline at all. To her credit, I mean, she's 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 brilliant. She's wise beyond her years. She's the friendship that I saw them have on set was mm -hmm. beautiful, and she um, allowed us, I think, to come close to this person that we can no longer be in contact with. Um, so it was. It was extremely, extremely emotional. And we are still very close to Trinity and her mom, who were incredible. And as you point out, the presence of Caroline is introduced into the conversation in this film um, in so many different ways and have so many different kinds of impacts that she has not only on Cecilia as your friend, but also someone along with Joanne, as people who really allow this film to resonate. There's a moral core to these two people's presence in the film that is inescapable. And again, someone who was in high school witnessed very similar kind of actions with people who were the most vulnerable is something that rings so true to me. Yeah, I mean, going back to this idea of an evolution in the film, you yeah. know, the film, um, the first part of the film is really focusing on my sense of the harm that was done to me. And it's really coming from the position of somebody who was victimized. Being a victim your whole life can really have its limits. And I think we realized that, and I mean, it, it just frankly came out of um, Sarah and I had some very, very long and extensive conversations that we recorded that ended up becoming the the DNA of our the voiceover in the film. And, um, you know, I would be talking with Sarah about my memories and I would just start thinking, you know, I had it bad, but but there's somebody that I just can't stop talking, thinking about who had it much worse than me. And I think that, you know, one of the things that's really tragic or can be really tragic in uh, in schools, especially around teenagers. And I think a lot of it starts actually around middle school, um, you know, and going up into high school is that, you know, educational institutions sometimes like really don't, they don't, um, you know, teachers, adults, principals, et cetera, 
authority figures, they don't um, notice what's happening. And this particular girl was bullied mercilessly. And I went to a Catholic school that was teaching about, you know, good values and, you know, turn the other cheek and your fellow man and all this stuff. And to be honest, it was just absolutely brutal the way she was treated. And so as I got deeper into this process, I, I, I just couldn't shake wondering what had happened to her. If I was this upset and if I felt this traumatized, where was she? And I was very concerned that something, you know, that, that this had had a permanent scarring effect on her. And so it was very hard to track her down, but eventually I did. And, you know, the first thing that she mentioned was this memory of this experience in eighth grade that I had witnessed mm -hmm. and that we dramatize in the film. It was, you know, 25 years later. And the thing that I had witnessed happening to her, it was absolutely uppermost in her mind and unresolved for her. And so um, that became a really interesting and very important kind of way for me to also acknowledge my complicity in these dynamics that you know, it's very easy to say, oh, I had a terrible time and poor me. Um, but the reality is there was somebody that was being bullied right next to me that I didn't stick up for. Um, so that became an opportunity to add a layer of nuance uh, and com complication and complexity to the film that I think um, helps to open it out from, you know, into the universal. Sarah, is there anything you'd like to add? I just want to say Joe, who, you know, is herself in the film and Hannah, who plays her, I just want to say they were so incredibly vulnerable and brave and their the trust that they gave us was impeccable. <laughs> and I just think we're the lucky ones. We're the ones that I think learned so much. Hannah, who had never acted before, this is her first time. She's in drama class and um, she wants to pursue acting. She just blew us away to see the film, to see this moment. But there's a moment where she tells her personal story. And I think it just, uh, this is this idea of it, opening it up to the universal. She shares a story that could be any, any one of our stories about just being a kid who's made to feel like so isolated and so, so alone and like you're crazy for even having those feelings. So we are just, we're so grateful to both yeah. of them. Sarah, thank you for that. And in my own life, two people that come to mind that suffered much the same fate that we see in the film, a gentleman named Stephen Winkler from grade school and Sean Hayes from high school. To those poor souls, I am very, very sorry that I didn't do anything to stop it from happening. Again, the film is called You Were My First Boyfriend, and it is currently running on HBO Max. Be looking for it. I want to thank our guest today, Cecilia Alderondo, who is subject, co-director, producer, writer, as well as her partner in crime on this, and that would be Sarah Hagee. She's also co-director, producer, writer, as well as editor and sound design. Congratulations on all these hats you were both wearing. And I also want to, once again, uh, a shout out, if you will, to Cecilia's previous work, Landfall. Be looking for it as well. I once again want to thank both of you for all of your work, and I certainly hope in the time and place comes to pass that you'll come back and join us again. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. 
Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 